My name is Charlie Banks, and I'm a 17-year-old kid who started the Young Minds Podcast to spread the Word of God. It is my goal to do this podcast. You learn, you laugh, you cry, whatever it may be. I just hope that you enjoy it and um, maybe grow in your relationship with Christ. But just remember, this thing that the Lord is starting is way bigger than any of us. So let's get after it. Welcome to Young Minds Podcast, and today I have a very special guest for you today. If you just introduce yourself, and we'll just keep on going. Hey, my name is Stephanie Peterson. I am a teacher at Westside Elementary, and my son is friends with Charlie. They've been friends for a couple of years now, um, and I I go to Owsley Baptist Church and play the piano there, and, and I'm, I've kind of been involved with Northside on and off through the years because my kids went there on Wednesday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, for the WANA program, and then they got older and they went to the youth program, and um, I was always trying to make sure they were connected with God in every way that we could get, and, um, and Northside's always been a strong base. Oh, yeah. You know? they definitely, and they still are, and, like, honestly, probably probably one of the, I mean, I, I'm biased, of course, but probably from what I've seen, one of the best youth groups mm-hmm. around, um, and I'm so glad that I me agree. and Stephen and Baines are a part of it. I totally um, agree. Oh, yeah. Especially with Noah Blunt behind the helm, right? Oh, my goodness. And Josh Johnson before him. Yeah. And Landon before. Yes, yeah. absolutely. All three. I mean, I, that, Josh Johnson was before my time, but I've heard really, really good things about him. Yes. Josh really helped our family. go. Th- we went through a lot, and yeah. he was there at that time. And now, and Noah was right under Josh, you know, as, yeah. a, col- as a student. And then you could see something all over Noah yeah. when he was coming up. Mm-hmm. And then when he... I didn't get to meet Landon that much, but um, but the boys have, have loved him. And then when Noah came along, I knew Noah. So yeah. I was, oh, I was just beside myself and, excited. You know, it was funny because when they were announcing we were going to have a new youth pastor, and I was like, because they were like doing it one at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, Landon's the connections pastor. Then we had another position. And then there was, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, it's fixing to be Noah. I was yes. like, I knew. It was like, and, we, and everybody started clapping. You know, mm-hmm. it was a really, really awesome moment. Um, but if you could just tell a little bit about yourself, your testimony, you know, family and work, um, and we'll just keep on going. Okay. So, <clears throat> I'm from Clyteville, mm-hmm. so I live out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And I, I grew up at Redland Baptist Church. My parents met there. Um, they used to be in a little Christian band together. Um, and um, my my aunt played the piano. My mm-hmm. dad plays the bass. Um, my mom plays the piano. She was the assistant pianist, and um, I um, just went there my whole life and yeah. loved love it. It's a great church still. My parents still go there. My mom teaches Sunday school. My dad teaches Sunday school. My mom teaches uh, Wednesday night women's Bible study, mm-hmm. and they they have all their things going on. And um, and like I have to say that there's so many good churches in. Um, in our area, our area yeah. that you can like I did with the boys um you know we went to Redland mm-hmm. and we went to Northside yeah and um we were faithful to to both are and um then my parents go to a lot of different churches mm-hmm. they we go to Bible college on Tuesday nights and that's near at Cal- my area, right? Calvary yeah. Baptist mm-hmm. I mean if, if you want the Lord he's around yeah like that book um the finding seeking god or um gosh i can't remember the name of it exactly 
Um, but if you are looking for God, you'll find him. Mm-hmm. And so um, we like we go to Victory sometimes, and I go to Owsley mm-hmm. all the time, and we. And then sometimes you might pop in the Northside. Pop every in now. the Northside last Sunday night to see yeah. y'all yeah. in the choir. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, Calvary's having revival this week, and y'all have revival eventually coming up. Yep. And in uh, March, I believe. Yeah. Yep. So I mean, is it you don't want to. Uh, you have to do everything in moderation, but right. if you need some some fill me up. Yeah, if, if you need some Jesus, it's yes. around, right? And if you can't physically get there, it's all over the internet. You can yeah. live stream it too. Which is so cool. Like one, th- I know that's one thing. Of course, people are like, you know, oh yeah, twenty twenty was terrible. It was one thing that came out of it that was I, good. Yeah. For churches, you know, they were able to live stream it, and I know there's plenty of people, at least with Northside, is that. You know, they listen to the live streams because I get to see the stats working, you know, at Northside sometimes. And, yeah. Um, it's awesome what yeah. we see, you know, and, like, the impact that we're having. Because, I mean, you can see that it's coming from overseas, just like with this podcast. Yeah. You can see it. And um, we're getting people that are listening to Pastor Abby, Landon, and Noah, all of them overseas. Yeah. You know, just a small little town. Well, not really small. Medium-sized town, you know, uh, mm-hmm. in Georgia, you know, over here. And um, that's so cool. Yeah. And um, the yeah. Uh, I was helping with one of those um, bee removals from a tree that fell during the hurricane mm-hmm. and these uh, people from Tennessee were down here and I met one of the men um, one of the missionaries and um, he was giving everybody one of his devotion books that he had mm. written and that you know that's really inspirational and then he texted me a, um, a link to a sermon that he preached the other day and so, you know, you can find God all over the place. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing how many connections. And pe- God puts the right people in your path at the right time. And that's exactly what I've seen in my life. Yeah. Um, and that sometimes I doubt. Yeah. Because. I think we all do at some point. Yes. You know, sometimes. But yeah. yeah. I think. And we go through really different seasons in life. And sometimes um, everything's great. And then sometimes everything seems, feels like it's falling apart. Yeah. But you can't. Um, you, I know it's easy to say you can't let your emotions take get the best of you, but um, I'm the, said than done. I am the world's worst yeah. because um, I'm like I come across maybe to some people as very independent mm-hmm. and adventurous, but I'm very tender-hearted and sensitive. And um, well, you need people, like, yeah, you, I, need I mean, people. and that that's a lot of people. Yeah, you know? um, and it's a I think it's a protective. Um, barrier that you kind of put a mm-hmm. wall up just because you don't want people to see you be vulnerable. Yeah. And when you've been through a lot of stuff, um, it makes it that much harder to trust people. Mm-hmm. So. Um, yeah, 100%. I get that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and you know, when it comes to, um, you know, talking about, um, like, you know, being with people at different churches, things like that, and who you meet and mm-hmm. all that. Um, you know, of course, I have talked about it before on the podcast, but, you know, getting to work with Noah, which we talked about mm-hmm. just a few minutes ago. Oh, my gosh. That was an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Like, you know, because the way I look at it is it's like there's so many, you know, there's, I don't know, maybe on a good night, we have about 50 youth, you yeah. know, that are in the, I'm um, on a school night. And so out of all the youth, God picked me to work with Noah for the summer. Yeah. And it's like, that was such an honor. And it still is because I'm helping him some still. Right. Um. But, you know, people don't realize is that there's little things that happens in a church, regardless if it's Northside, Owsley, wherever, um, that it gets done, but right. you expect it, but somebody did it. Right. Somebody did that one little task. Right. And we don't, maybe not know who it is. And um, it's so important to value 
everybody mm-hmm. and what they do because even though you're doing it for the Lord, you are a human being and you um, you do di- get discouraged yeah. when um, you're giving it everything. And maybe your talent is to sweep the floor or to push a button here or there. Mm-hmm. You're not standing on the stage being on whatever or playing the piano, but you're doing something in the background that doesn't get noticed that much. And some people get really discouraged when yeah. they don't see, when they don't feel seen. Mm-hmm. So I encourage everybody to, um, you know, yeah. thank people and be oh, yeah. grateful for the stuff that happens behind the scenes. 100%. And like, you know, one thing for sure is like, of course my job, you know, kind of is on the background, like making graphics and things. Mm-hmm. Like we get the information and things like that. But you know, people didn't know I was working on them. It's like, yeah. you know, I was kind of do it just, you know, yeah. people didn't know I was doing it, but it really didn't bother me that much. Cause like, you know, you're seeing it. It's like, yeah. I mean, cause one thing that Pastor Jeff, you know, he kind of, when we were working this out, he said like, you know, just, you know, for your information, like, you're informing 900 people every week about what's going on. Right. And they may not even know it's you. It's like, I didn't mind that. It was like, it was just cool to help. You right. know, it still is. It's a, such a huge blessing that one day you'll even see how much bigger it is than it than you do now. But for you to get that opportunity, because mm-hmm. um, just to be around all those godly men, I mean, bad, char- bad company corrupts good character. And, yep. and you were just enveloped in all of those men that and just having a strong you know I'm a single mom so you know I have so much um say with my boys but I'm not a guy like they're going to listen to men sometimes more than their Mm -hmm. their mom even you know and um it's it's really good that you have that male influence even though you have a dad yeah but um so and that's part of me moving the boys around to different places like if i felt like they were missing on something yeah then i you have to be proactive with your christian life Mm -hmm. and look for what's missing and try to figure it out and i'm not perfect or anything but no, but that's, but that's I being know, a good mom i know who who is a better model than me and i try to make sure my boys get around them mm-hmm. and like even when josh johnson was here i would privately get with josh and say josh do you think you could um kind of meet with daniel he yeah. needed a little buddy and he he got what i was saying and um he took daniel for a day and they, oh, that's awesome. they went to the hospital and visited people and they went to work out together mm-hmm. and just men there's a lot of single women mm-hmm. so if there's men and people like you you're gonna be a grown man pretty soon charlie <sighs> you can um have such an impact on younger boys that have single parents and they need like a male role model that's godly mm-hmm you know, because there's plenty of stuff on TV and on the internet. Um, even though I I feel good about which direction my boys are in, I I sure yeah. do hate to see them sitting there scrolling through that TikTok. Yeah. Just, like I'm like, oh my, how many more hours? Or, are you gonna sit there and scroll through? Like, it? is that helping you in any way? Yeah. <laughs> and um, when I say something, he's like, Mom, I worked all day. I've been at work all day. I've got to have some downtime. Yeah. And so, and that is something. Like, um, I think, I think when I was growing up, I might, I, I, I did have a, a old grandparent that was a little, um, critical Uh all the time and I was quiet and, um, I wasn't the prettiest Mm -hmm. and I wasn't the most talented and I wasn't athletic, but, um, um, I remember her saying things to me like, um, 
why don't you be more like so-and-so? Mm. And it would hurt so bad. And then um, I would hear, um, like, don't, you need to step out. You need to get out yeah. there and do this. And don't don't be a wallflower. And, you know, you that's not how you encourage people. No. It's not. And, and plus, you don't know, like, what, you know, like, say for your um, your situation, like, what you and God, like, what you've talked about. Like, he might be, like, building you up to right. what um, they're wanting you to be. Like, yes. And, I mean, let's be honest. You don't want to be what somebody else wants you to be. You want to no. be what God's made you to be. If we were all the same, it would be a mighty boring world. Mm-hmm. And, um... I definitely wouldn't want anybody to um, be exactly like me. <laughs> and sometimes, because I, I am a single mom, and I've been a single mom for over 15 years, and, mm-hmm. and like, I de- decided I wasn't going to let my boys be, like, victims, mm-hmm. and I wasn't going to let them miss out on anything, so I adopted all these boy hobbies and stuff. But um, some w- women they'll be in a marriage for a really long time and they'll be watching me and seeing me having a lot of fun with my boys and they'll think hmm well she's doing great yeah they they do not know how hard it is yeah in the background mm-hmm. and i when they would some a couple of ladies said things to me like well i wish i was more like you and i immediately <laughs> x and eh, no you don't yeah no this is not the way god intended for your life to be this mm-hmm. is not a model for what you want you want you might be going through a rough patch your husband is faithful to you your husband provides for you your husband doesn't abuse your children um he loves you you're you might go maybe going through a rough patch but you can't make a life decision it's based on who who, someone else you see right? right the grass is not greener you don't don't you have to water the grass where you are Mm -hmm. and um my situation um i um i was duped a a little bit Mm -hmm. and i was also um very naive yeah and and i i just got the wrong person and i actually met my husband playing softball at Northside. Really? Yeah. Wow. So I was on the girls team. I was I the catcher. I didn't know that Northside had a yeah, softball team. Yeah, back in the 90s. So yeah, I was playing softball. I was the catcher, even though I'm not athletic really. But I can catch the ball because yeah. it's coming straight at you. Right. And um, and my future husband, he was the pitcher on the boys team. Mm-hmm. My brother was on the boys team, and that's how we met. Mm-hmm. And I thought he was incredible. He was so smart. And uh, he was attract, so attractive, and he's mm-hmm. very charming and very well spoken. And me being like kind of like kind of like inse- ooh, like I was like a little insecure, and I'm, I'm like my I need words of affirmation. Uh-huh. And he was a master of words of affirmation, mm. and he swept me off my feet. And um, like that's what you thought. That's what all girls think. That's what. Kind of like a fairy tale, like yes, yeah, like oh, marriage there, yeah. my whole life, I thought that's what I was looking for is this person that that everything was about me. It's all encompassing, but I wasn't aware that that wasn't completely healthy. The things that were happening, and yeah. um, I was getting isolated from everybody else. And then, um, a long story way down the road, I found out what really mm-hmm. was happening, um, and um. That was after we were already married and had two kids. Yeah. But um, I wouldn't give anything for my kids. Yeah. And even my kids are um, 
just a huge blessing. Like one of the reasons I married my husband too was um, we were both real very educated, yeah. and we both like to travel and do things. And um, um, I mean, we met at see. Church. I mean, you were and you were I was, alike. Yeah, yeah. So. We I thought we were alike, and um, um, nobody really said. Don't, don't do, do it. it. Yeah. And um, I think, I know people thought don't do it but after the fact. Say. And, you know, and I probably wouldn't have listened anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I thought I knew better. And I'll tell you this. I had told you maybe ask me some advice for younger girls. Yeah. Something I would say is um, listen to your friends mm-hmm. and don't give up your friends to um, be in a relationship. You need to have your family and your friends. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be isolated. Everything shouldn't be all about that one thing. And um, I dated all the good Christian boys at church. Mm-hmm. All of them. I mean, not all <laughs> yeah. of them, but I'm I just saying, I just, yeah. I did everything I was supposed to do the right way. Right. I, I didn't even drink alcohol until I graduated from college, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and that was just a, a little bit. I went through a little rebellious thing. And I, yeah. I think part of that was because I had done everything the right way. And I was dating Christian guys from church. And they were not acting any different from the worldly guys. Mm-hmm. And that was very discouraging to me. And so um, I think I tried to make my own choice and thought I knew better. And I, this is how it ended up. Yeah. So you... You can't, um, you still have to rely on God's truth, even if um, people, like, <clears throat> even if other people are letting you down, uh-huh. and even if they're godly people that are letting you down, you're not relying on them. That's between them and God. Right. You have to make your decisions based on God's word. And so I think that's probably where I went astray mm-hmm. is um, trying to make things work myself yeah and one thing i've you know at least noticed too and with uh, i guess friend groups and things like that too is um say if like you know you know if it's like a group of guys whatever you know and one of your guys that you know they get a girlfriend whatever if like at least in my opinion if you don't feel comfortable bringing that girl around your friends then there's probably a a reason a reason or like and it's probably and there's probably an issue there's an issue there like yeah you know um, and that's just something I just kind of wanted to say there because I've noticed that, like, uh-huh. in certain friend groups, I'm like, if th- th- there's a problem there if yep. you don't want to bring your girlfriend around. Yep. Um, I had a huge friend group at Northside mm-hmm. in, until I started dating my ex-husband. And um, and then we were engaged for two years. Mm. Wow. Which, that, the reason we were engaged for two years, I did not know at the time, but um, there was a whole lie in the background that I knew mm. nothing about and that's why we weren't going to get married because when he asked me in November um, I, I, I trusted his judgment honestly you mm-hmm. should make your own decisions and not just trust somebody else's judgment because I was 28 mm-hmm. and like we got along and we went to church and you know, he had everything on the checklist, minus a couple of things, you know, just the little things. And um, and so my family has this tradition. So my parents, my mom's parents, and my mom's parents' parents. Like, mm, like, wow. All of them. This is going back far then. Like three generations. I would be the fourth generation to get married on July 21st. 
So since I was born, I knew what day I was going to get married on. Yeah. July 21st. And, was that, and so that wasn't, like, there wasn't, that was just a thing, right? It was just like, like they just happened to do it. And yeah. I thought it was so awesome. And if I thought that I wasn't picking the right person, I never would have said yes, you know, because mm-hmm. I don't want to be the one to mess up that family tradition. But um, so when he asked in November, I was like, um, okay, then we're getting married in July. And he's like, no, we're not. No, let's let's wait another year. Which, why would we need? I'm 28. Why right. are we waiting another year? What's the big deal? But mm-hmm. I just went along with it, you know. And so we waited another year. And um, later on, after we'd been married um, five, four or five years, mm-hmm. things had really, really got gone really bad. Yeah. Um, and he had me convinced that all of it was my fault. Mm. And uh, I know last month was Suicide Prevention Month, and this month is um, domestic violence. Um, We were all in the midst of all of that in in our household. And um, I know if I had stayed married to him, I wouldn't be here anymore. Mm -hmm. Because either he would have, he had worn me down so low that um, I I probably would have done something that I shouldn't have done to myself because I was was at the point he was picking out my clothes. Mm. Um, he was telling me who I could speak to, telling me where I could be and who I could speak nope. with. And also, mm-hmm. I, I was still playing the piano at church. And um, it was so bad that, um, and my dad played the guitar next to me. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another man that was friends with my parents. And they he wanted to start playing the guitar yeah. up there with us on the stage. And so, um, my husband came and was sitting in. Like, we sat on the second row from the front, mm-hmm. and um, that other guitarist came up, and um, he was going to start playing with us, and he played with us one night. And then when I got home that night, I just caught it so bad about my husband said, I'm not going to sit there and watch you rub that in my face. What? He was super jealous and controlling, mm-hmm. and um, not to mention all the stuff that he did with the boys. Mm-hmm. But... Um, my family is a family of peacemakers, and um, my parents are just such loving. They just want to they keep are. the peace, and they like they're doing everything they could to keep our marriage together. And I was too, and I was bending over backwards trying to like fix it and fix me. So maybe it was me making it wrong, but it was um, really bad. And we, my dad, talked to that other guitarist and said, "Well, Stephanie's she's really nervous." about playing the piano and let's she's just not quite used to playing with more people let's just give her a little bit more time yeah and that was a complete cover to keep my husband Mm -hmm. from um not coming down on me right about that um my i wouldn't even let my husband keep the kids in the nursery because Mm. um of things that were happening yeah and so um it was really really bad Mm -hmm. and so um, but God brought me through it, and every step of the way, and um, and one of the reasons my company is named Blossom Bees is because, um, well, my that comment my granny used to make to me about don't be a wallflower, mm-hmm. and then when I did um, finally, some things fell off the closet shelf. And hit me on the head and busted open all over the floor in the closet. And that's how I found out what was really going on in my marriage. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I literally had to be hit in the head and see it in black and white. That's God saying, like, hey. Yes. You know, yeah. And uh, my, I called my mom, and she came down. And my, we do not do, we don't, we don't do divorce, you know? Yeah. And, oh, my goodness. I be, yeah, I bet that was it hard. Was, it yeah. was, it was so embarrassing. It was so heartbreaking. Um, it was kind of validating because I had been so squished in my spirit that I didn't have any I was beat down mm-hmm. I was beat down yeah, and, um, and I'm sure like was your you know your spiritual life was affected then that way too because yeah. you're feeling that way yeah you know you may not I don't know just an example you may not read as frequently in your bible or you yeah. know yeah. um yeah I tell you what helped me was um let's see Oop, we well, getting, yeah yeah so my mom came down that night and she would never she does not encourage people to get divorced yeah but this is you know, God doesn't intend for people to be abused and um, your marriage be built on a lie from yeah. the beginning. And um, God wants husbands and wives, you know, husbands love your wife as Christ loved the church, mm-hmm. um, your partners and helpmates. But I tell you what, my husband had gotten in trouble at his work and he had to take a job in Louisiana, which I didn't know all the background of that because I wasn't allowed to ask because mm-hmm. he was the man in charge. And when he had to move out to Louisiana and I was here by myself, that first Friday night um, is when that, that box fell out of the closet. Mm. And um, when I called mom, she came down and we were looking at it and we we're crying. And um, she said, Stephanie, this is your window. God is giving you a window. Take it. Get out. Mm-hmm. And so... I did. We went to see a lawyer on Monday, and then um, we had to keep it a secret mm-hmm. until he got served. And um, and my mom was used to be in charge of some ladies' conferences at Redland Baptist. Mm-hmm. And I think it was the very it was either the first conference or the second conference. Mm. And one of your ladies from Northside. Yep. I actually interviewed her not too long, like Don, pretty recently. Yes, Donna yep. Norton. Mm-hmm. I have her CD in my hand right here. It's called The Invitation, and I guess this would be like 2007. Mm-hmm. And man, she was the musician <laughs> for the ladies' conference at Redland. And I heard her singing, and she didn't have her big, you know, she's yeah, like so colorful hair. Color, yeah. She's so bigger than Which life I love that, now. Yeah. I love it. But she was so um, gentle, and she is, I don't mean it like that, but mm-hmm. she. Her music just completely touched me. That's awesome. And so I have still have this, and I listen to it, but, um, man. Oh, I'm, I'm going to have to send this to her now. That's awesome. Yeah, I listen to this still, and um, and I know she doesn't, she probably doesn't know who I am, but I know who she is yeah. in that music. And even now, I get, I get really discouraged sometimes. Yeah. And when you go through something traumatic like that, um, it doesn't go away. No. And mm-hmm. it's, um... Every time you go through something else really traumatic, then those old feelings of something's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. What's the common denominator, Stephanie? Oh, it's you, Stephanie. It's you. You know, and yeah. um, like sometimes you have trouble with people or mm-hmm. work situations or whatever. And um, I was sitting in church this morning and I was feeling pretty defeated, honestly. Yeah. I was. And, um, and, um, the devil is the one that's calling you out and he's the one that's 
saying it's you, Stephanie, it's you. And I was making some notes like, like I think my major thorn in my life has been anxiety. And it's from that trauma. Mm-hmm. But also just from being um, maybe not having the greatest self-esteem as a little kid yeah. for whatever reason. But anxiety... It, it'll work on me when I get in a stressful situation. Yeah. You know, I'm not afraid of climbing a <laughs> no, waterfall. No, you're not. I'll go, like, can, can, canoe with uh, alligators yeah. and stuff. But, boy, if somebody's mm-hmm. upset with me, it really bothers me it, yeah. to my core. I think we're the same in that regard. <sighs> yeah. I mean, and to go to some of that stuff that, you know, you do being adventurous, my goodness. So, it was um, this past spring break. You know, me and my mom and my friend Matthew, we're all invited with um, Stephen and Miss Stephanie here to go um, to Stephen's Gap, which is a place like, you know, there's a big old giant cave in it. Oh my goodness. It was was fun, but let me tell you, I I didn't know. I was like, how am I going to get down here? You know, but thankfully, I am so thankful for Stephen because if he was not there, I'd be still stuck down in that cave somewhere. Yeah, well... Um, you loved it, right? Oh, I did. I did. And I loved it. I kept telling you, it's going to be worth it. It's going to be worth it. And uh, it's almost like all this stuff that we go through in life. I mean, I can, I've been really discouraged mm-hmm. lately, honestly. And, um, and you know, like, it's just when you go on vacation, it's a long trip to get there. But when you but, get but, there, but when it's worth it. It's worth right. it. And one day, yeah. all this will be worth it. And it'll make sense. Why did this stuff why does this have to happen right and you know like for me of course when we got there i felt so you know felt so good because you know we had accomplished it it's mm-hmm. like when we got there and then we got down we got back up and we were good yeah and then also made me thankful to for who i knew and who my friends were too because so so i mean fun. you know again if i if i was with anybody else you know they wouldn't have been as you know because Stephen and matthew were great when it came mm-hmm. to like what making sure i didn't roll down the mm-hmm. roll down the mountain and my mom too you know and um, i'm so thankful for that we laughed um, a lot. Boy. Oh my gosh, we did. Man. Yeah, and my mom's gonna kill me when I say this, but when she fell too, that was kind of funny. It was kind of funny. Yeah, because she, you know, she was trying to help me in context, and she falling. It was kind of like I guess it would rain that or the day before, and it's kind of like a mud hole, and she fell right in it, and I was like, oh, oh. And then you know, on the way back, me and Steven been a walking stick. I still had that walking stick, mm-hmm. and it's still in my room and it's bent. And it was a metal walking yeah. stick. And yeah, me, and mine and his weight bent the walking stick. Mm-hmm. Um. And so that's just one of the many things that we've done that has been so fun, and that yeah. was that was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and that was fun. That was really fun, especially um, City Rock too was really 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 cool. Oh, Rock City. Rock yeah. City, yeah. And it was so cold that day, I which know. I don't. That was weird. I'm glad we brought our jackets, mm-hmm. like, cause it was freezing that day. Mm-hmm. Man, I, I wish we'd go back up there right now, cause it, you know, cause it's kind of, it's been hot lately, but it's starting to cool down a little bit. You know how but. we're standing up there on the top where you can stand on that compass and you can see Tennessee and North Carolina yeah. and this one, this and all these and then you're in like Georgia, seven right. states. Yeah. And you look down and we saw like a fire truck going by and a little yeah. smoke. And like, um, boy, I was thinking how, I mean, God is so, he's so high up and he's looking down on us like that and. And, and we're in that situation. It looks so, so big to us. But mm-hmm. in the big scheme of stuff, um, it's yeah. it's not. I mean, it's just going to, everything is going to work out. He always works it out. And I brought this in here so I wouldn't forget. But yeah. Like I, when I did go through all of my stuff with my ex-husband, um, um, just legal stuff is, mm-hmm. is brutal. Oh, yeah. And, it is. Um, and 
you're really hoping for a miracle there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And there, um, unless you're, it's hard to yeah. deal with all of that. And um, there were situations in court where things could go different ways. Yeah. Yeah. And um, and at at the beginning of our divorce, um, he had supervised visitation mm. because of the behavior and stuff. <clears throat> but that doesn't last forever. Yeah. And so over the period of a year, it got a little bit um, more unsupervised. Mm-hmm. And so toward when it was getting closer to the end, um, some, he did get to spend the night one time, and they, mm-hmm. they came home with marks Mm-mm. on them. And they were like three and a half and um, one and a half. Yeah. Because Stephen was six months old when we separated. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And, you know, I know that, you know, of course, none of that is, you know, good at all. But, um, you know, but in my mind, at least they were young enough where they don't remember Right, any of absolutely. That. Um, you know, because that's, that, that's something I... No. I'm glad they don't remember that. Me too. And then when we... After that that happened, we had to go back to court some more. And um, um, he didn't show up for court. Ooh. And when... We just couldn't believe it uh-huh. that he didn't show up. So it went in my favor. And then immediately he contested it and said, I didn't know that there was a court date. What? Mm. And um, anyway, um, we had to go back and he had to prove that he didn't know what she couldn't. And um, we had bought, me and mom had gone to Ross after that day. Mm-hmm. And I bought this little wooden sign because it just hit me in the face, like slapped me. And it says, expect a miracle. Because God knew that we needed protection. And he knew where the boys needed to be. And, like, there is no explanation for why he didn't show up for court. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are other things, like... Um, there are times when you get mad with God too, mm-hmm. and so um, He, God, always has a reason in the background, um, and it's it's hard to like watch other people's lives. And the Bible says, you know, don't be covetous, don't yeah. be jealous of others. Um, but that is hard. You it know, is. You see, like, oh, you go out in the world and you see these, you know, I don't know, like a happy couple or whatever. And you're like, or like, well, they're kids, and I was like. Or you, you know. s- or you see people that they just look like they just have no troubles at all, right. or um, nothing. Nothing seems to bother them, mm-hmm. or whatever. And um, my husband, ex-husband, was uh, still up to his same tactics, and yeah. um, really giving us a very hard time for all those years. And I never remarried, but um, I never understood why. Um, like God was putting you through it? Yeah. Yeah. And then one day, my aunt called me when I was at work and said, um, Stephanie, I need to tell you something, and I don't want you to get upset. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. That is not the way to start a conversation no, with me. No, not at all. <laughs> and so she said, um, so don't get upset. It's okay. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, is mom and daddy okay? Are the boys okay? She's like, yes, just listen. It's okay. It's fine. It's going to be fine. I said, okay, just tell me. And she said, "Your Jim won the lottery. And I'm like. Oh, boy. Oh, no. You know? Uh-huh. And, um, oh, my goodness. And do you, I mean, just, I mean, out of curiosity, do you remember what the number was then? He, he won $250,000. Oh, boy. And he hadn't paid child support. Oh. He had not been paying child support. And he still had supervised visitation. 
and you know he was like forty two thousand dollars behind in child support mm-hmm. so here here we am here i am um and like every time we went to court i would win but i'd still have to pay a lawyer yeah so at the end of the day it was like you know i'm you still know. losing money no i yeah. would win but he still wouldn't do the right thing and i'd still have to pay my lawyer mm-hmm. um so i just quit taking him to court i just was like my family we didn't talk about this in front of our kids my kids but we talked about it among ourselves yeah and we finally said you know if you go after the money for it like lost back child support he's gonna go after more visitation mm-hmm. is it worth it for him to have access to the boys because mm. it's like this silent understanding between us that you know he wants the money and he knows how important the boys were to me mm-hmm. and everything was fine don't poke the bear right? like... and so we we hoped he would do the right thing and then um but we said um if he can live with it we can live without it god's been providing mm. and God did like my daycare. I had just gotten national board certification, which mm-hmm. was a ten percent raise, That's which awesome. only lasted for ten years. And it that t- took um, it it actually ended a year early, and that paid for daycare mm-hmm. for both boys. It ended like the last year of Stephen's daycare, mm. so that provided for us. And I had played the piano at church. But they never paid me. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, when I got divorced, they started giving me like $200 a month. Mm. And, and so, yeah, God that's provides. groceries. Yep. And I didn't ask for it, you know? And um, I, like, when you need that, then that's God helping you. When mm. you don't need that anymore, you quit accepting that, you know? So I don't get paid for that anymore. But I look back and see all of those things. And I do look back at the lottery because I really got mad with God about yeah. that. That hurts. Yeah. You're, how are you, you're rewarding him? And then um, I know other women can relate to that yeah. kind of stuff. And I think now that um, that was God's way of protecting me because he knew that that would be the one thing that would keep the boys with me mm-hmm. because he wouldn't want to give that money, you know? Yeah. And so I left it alone, and he never spoke of it, and I never spoke of it. And we just kept things like they were. Mm-hmm. And um, even now, Daniel ended up getting scholarships to go to Georgia. Mm-hmm. He's going, like, he doesn't have a full ride to Georgia, but God provided a little bit from this and a little a bit. bit from that. Like $500 here and $1,000 there and $1,500 there. And that's God just putting little pieces together. Yeah. And I know that we don't talk, I know me and Daniel don't talk as much as I do with Steven, but I'm so proud of him for that. That's Thank awesome. Thank you. So proud of him for that. It's, and like, you know how God gives you your talents. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not a public speaker, but I'm really good at writing. Mm-hmm. And that, God gave me that to help me help the boys. Both, hopefully I can help Steven too, but um, I don't know. Yeah. But I mean, you've done, like I said before, you've done a phenomenal job you know raising both of them because i mean i love them both so much so you know they're they're awesome they're they, amazing kids they try we, and, um, you know facebook yeah is facebook mm-hmm. yep so everything that happens in our lives is not on facebook nope. only the good stuff is on there you know you can't um i've never actually spoken about this publicly any of what i just told you yeah um because it sounds like jerry springer and i didn't even get into the jerry springer stuff <laughs> but um it's just enough to say that God provides. Yeah. And 
Don't take your life into your own hands. Follow God's plan no matter what. Um, so. And I'm so proud of you for that because I know it's not easy to talk about what you just did, especially to, you know, to me. Like, I know yeah. it's not easy. If it's your mom sitting right over there in the other room and we talked about it and I wanted to talk about this um, last year, uh-huh. but I just completely chickened out. Yeah. And, and I also, like I'm telling you, just having anxiety and just um, you know, stuff you, on the inside that mm-hmm. people will never see and they'll never understand. But the devil knows it. And, like, you know, he's been around since the beginning of time. And yep. he knows all the schemes. There's We can't outsmart him. And um, I have some verses, like, that I have yeah. to um, focus on. And one of them is, um, God did not give us the spirit of fear but of power and love and a sound mind. Mm, I love that you one. Know? And you know, um, just as a, because it popped in my brain, you know, a friend of mine, Cody Truett, his podcast is actually called the Upsound Mind Podcast. Look at there. Just, yep. you know. Yeah. Well, another one is, um, um, gosh, my brain, I was talking too fast. It's all good. No. Um, take captive your thoughts. Mm, take yeah. every thought captive because you're, when you have anxiety, um, that's your worst enemy, yeah. your thoughts. And you have got to get out of your own head. Mm-hmm. And the devil knows how to write, get in your head. And so, like, when I was sitting in church this morning and I was feeling pretty down, I was putting, like, you know how Paul had that major thorn in his life? Mm-hmm. And mine, I know it's anxiety. And um, it, I put these little notes, it, it binds you, it, like, holds you tight and, like, doesn't want you to get out there and serve God and it do anything good for your family like it doesn't do any good for me to be laying in the bed till three o'clock in the afternoon yeah. feeling sorry for myself mm-hmm. or beating myself up about something that you know people have make mistakes and none of us are perfect and I have another sign in my house that says live um live by grace mm-hmm. not by perfection you know God's the only perfect person but like the devil can put you in bondage with your thoughts and make you feel shame and he just does these little stabs and jabs at you and it, it paralyzes you and you feel embarrassed and you think everybody thinks something about you and then you have um and then just, your mind just goes you're just you ineffective know, yeah. ineffective mm-hmm. um and it's bondage and and that's the way that if the devil can get you to devalue yourself then he can you can do anything take you, you out of the picture so yeah. you're not effective and also ruin your witness mm-hmm. you know and it's really i'm just talking but yeah you're good it's very hard um when you're a christian and you're you try to be a really nice person and like i feel like i'm a nice person yeah and i, I try to be nice to everybody but sometimes people will walk all over you yeah and um you you're trying to be the bigger person and there's a verse about um like a soft answer turns away wrath Mm -hmm. but harsh words stir up anger so i try to like not get into it with people i try to like just take kind of take it but i don't think god wants us to just take it all the time either so there's a balance there that i have not found in my life how to um stand up for yourself without like messing up relationships Mm -hmm. um but you, you know, you, 
it's not fair that no. Christians are held to such a high standard. Like, you cannot have a bad day without people holding it against you forever and saying, well, yeah. look at, oh, I knew she wasn't all that. Yeah, and you know, like, one thing I've thought about when it comes to that is, like, you know, if there wasn't any truth to what we're, what we believe, then why, you know, you hold us to such a high standard? Exactly. Then? If there wasn't, you know, truth to what we're saying, then why, are, why is the bar up here for us, but then other people, it's down here? Right. It's you know? just so not fair. I mean, I see things in my, in family situations, mm-hmm. my family, in work, in, in my family's work situations, and like, some people can talk to people like dogs and get away with it and if i like so much as look at somebody sideways oh it's like uh yeah look well i'm not you know it's i wish we weren't held to such a standard like yeah. that because it's unattainable mm-hmm. and it's un- unrealistic um 100 yeah 100 it is <clears throat> um but you know one question that we kind of talked about and we've kind of talked about on off and on is why bees? Like, how come, how did you get interested in, you know, doing bee stuff? Um, well, it's wild. So I'm the ag teacher at Westside mm-hmm. Elementary, and um, I've been doing that since 2018, but I've been teaching for, this is my 27th year. Wow. Yeah. So um, when I started teaching ag, I was into chickens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wanted chickens for my 40th birthday. Like, I <laughs> out just, of, out so of weird. I know. I'm like, have this really cool chicken coop in the backyard. And I had this dream. I wanted to go out and um, col- have all these different colored eggs. So mm-hmm. when you go c- gather the eggs, you'd have like an Easter egg basket mm-hmm. looking thing. Well, anyway, so we had chickens at school. And we then the ne- every year it would get to be something else because the kids their attention span but it's very short yeah, yeah and, and that's even with now you yeah. know it's even short now so. yeah so like chickens were cool the first year but then they're not cool the second year you yeah. got to come up with something now else miss peterson so then we got a turkey and then we got a, a peacock sometimes peacock yeah. then we got some raised gardens we did butterflies then we got a greenhouse and i then my cousin called me one day and said um, do you want to take a beginning beekeeping class with me? Mm. And I'm like, uh, nah, not, wow. I, not really. I don't, I mean, bees. <laughs> yeah. Like. And, um, but I love my cousin, Julie, and, um, she's so fun. And I, I said, I don't really want to do that, but I want to hang out with you. Yeah. So if that's what it takes to hang out with you, I'll yes, do it. Yeah. I want to do it. So we did. And, um. We, that gave us time we could ride back and forth to Lakeland to take that class. And uh, then we didn't get to finish the class because of COVID, but um, we got bees. We both got bees. And then um, I got kind of, I got pretty good at it. Like as a basic rookie person, I still consider myself um, a rookie compared mm-hmm. to people. Uh, people have 800 like, hives uh, and 2,000 Russell, is he pretty good at it? Russell with Kona Ice. Uh-huh. Um, he's... He's getting there. Getting yes, there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. It's it's a very it's a steeper learning curve. It is a learning yeah. curve. Um you gotta be dedicated to it. It's like with any hobby, it's how much time you put into it is how much you can get out of it. And um so we did have a lot of time in twenty twenty. Yeah, of course you did. Yeah. And so <laughs> we had a lot of technology time and YouTube and books. Which and, that could be bad or good, depending yes. on the way you look at it. Yes. Yeah. So I learned from watching other stuff, but the way I got into Blossom Bees, 
um, was um, with, I mean, I, I just thought it was going to be a backyard hobby. And I thought it was, my principal said I could take that class and she would pay for it. Mm-hmm. So great. And then we'd have the bees at school. So um, that's why I did it. But then I ended up getting bees at home. And um, after people find out you have bees, then they start calling you mm. when they have bee problems. And so this lady, different people said, oh, can you come over? I've got a swarm in my yard. Or there's bees in my camper. Or there's bees in my shed. Or there's bees here and bees there. And it kept getting bigger and bigger. And um, then people started paying me a little bit mm-hmm. for doing it. And you didn't even ask. It was just No, like, it yeah. was like, wow. And, and it's not something that takes a little bit of time it's, yeah it takes a lot it's very time consuming like i saw that liam neeson meme you posted it's like Ooh. yeah that you posted on like your instagram or something like that it's like like you know beer like i have a particular set of skills but you know bee removals are not free, free. they're not like yeah it's a very specific set of skills and uh let's see yeah so anyway the law passed in georgia and um it says you have to be licensed and insured by the Department of Agriculture to have to be a bee removal operator. Mm-hmm. And I was doing it, and I, um, I, I was like, I'm just gonna do it. Yeah. And because I was getting really good at it, uh-huh. and if that's what it takes, I'm like, like I said, I'm adventurous in some ways and not in other ways. Yeah. You know, but um, I it's a sense of accomplishment to me. It's so fun to um, get the bees. Like, you have to figure out where they are. It's so different from teaching. And um, it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it. And then you it. got the, uh, Stephen and Daniel. You know, they're certified now, too, aren't they? Daniel is. Yeah. Uh, Stephen, he, he's just a helper. Yeah. He didn't want to get certified. Um, but Daniel is the youngest person in Georgia um, to be really? certified bee wow. removal operator. That's awesome. And I'm the first lady. Um, and the second person overall. Oh, well, look at you two setting records in the state of Georgia. Huh? Yeah, there's other women that did it, but I happened to pass the test and do all the paperwork first. But um, um, it's, it's fun, and, yeah. like, God provided through that. Like, this summer I redid my kitchen cabinets because of bee removal. They look great, by the way. Thank yeah. you. They needed it. Boy, mm-hmm. they are falling off the hinges. <laughs> and... Um, then Daniel sometimes gets in issues with his cars. Like, yeah, we won't Lord, get too deep into oh, that. Goodness, but yeah. So mm-hmm. you know, single parent money situations, and uh, God helps through through that. And mm-hmm. um, but oh, and the blossom bee thing. The ha- I was about to say earlier that um, when we went to see that lawyer, mm-hmm. um, after we've been working with him for about six months, um, one day he came in the room, and um. He looked over at me and he said, that's what I like to see. That is what I like to see. And I was, I kind of looked around like, what is he talking about? And he said, there's somebody that got out of a really, really bad situation and they just blossomed. Oh, that is what he said. I have it. never forgot that. And that's um, awesome. yeah. that, that's where my name came from. Because mm. I've, always, I've always wondered, I'm like, where'd that come from? Yeah, I think it's such a pretty word, blossom. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's actually, a Mr. Elton is a, probably in his 90s. Um, he used to go to church with us at Redland. And he goes to church at Owsley with us now. And for some reason, he knows nothing about that lawyer story. But he always called me Blossom. Hmm. Like a nickname. Wow. What, that, Whoa. You know, don't you think Hold that up, God, that's a God wink right yeah, there. Yeah, that's a God wink. Yeah. So, that's awesome. But none yeah. of this, I mean, 
I think I didn't want to come on here some because I didn't want me to put myself on any kind of pedestal or anything because yeah. I'm not. Well, this is what God's done in your life, and it's really cool to, like, walk alongside you and see it. Well, um, man, yeah. I wish that, you know, people, we get discouraged, and um, I, when you get discouraged, you have to look back at that time when God did that and look back at that time, and, and it, rem- I mean... You yeah. have to go back to history. You have to but reflect, yeah. You've survived much stronger than this. God always helped. So, come on, Stephanie. You can do this. Yeah. God's got you. Like, God, Stephanie, are you And, hey, God's going to guide me to do the right thing. Right. And it's also like, check yourself, Stephanie. Is any part of this your fault? Do you need to change something? Nope. You know what I mean? But I might. Maybe I do. Maybe. And but. so, you have to evaluate all the time. Mm-hmm. And, um... But, yeah, there's different seasons, and there's that saying that says um, you're either in a storm, coming out of a storm, or, going into, or going into one. Because you think, boy, I got out of that. Now it's going to be smooth sailing. Nope, no. There's another one. No, something else is going to come along. Yeah. And, um, but for my final question, though, why do you sometimes on, like, your posts and things like that use the hashtag sunny disposition? Yeah. Yeah. Well... Oh, goodness. Um, so, when I was thinking about going into the bee removal business, I had tried to work with a couple of um, other people. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a girl. I mean, yeah. But you can't discount yourself. Nope. Like, um, I'm not a feminist whatsoever. But I believe that you can, if you have a gift and you know how Use to it. do something, do yeah. it. If that's, if that's, God showed me how to do this, I can figure it out. And, um... I tried to work with um, a person, and they, it was a man, and I thought we were friends and stuff, like his family and I, and so um, I said, why don't we go in together, and, because I'm really good at advertising, and mm-hmm. we could, we could, um, you know, I can't do everything, because I'm a full-time teacher, right? and I also know my limits, I felt like I knew mm-hmm. my limits, but you know what, you don't have any limits, Really, God will tell you what your limits are. Yep. And so, um, I was afraid. I don't know if I'm going to know how to do a two-story something or a three-source or a column or a whatever. I know it's funny. You've pretty much done all that right now. Absolutely. And so, um, anyway, I said, "Well, we could do that, and like I could get us jobs. And if if I can't do it, then I'll pass it to you, and we could do a finder's fee, or we could split it, or blah blah blah. Because I'm I'm." I mean, I'm, I'm connected in different... I can do that. Mm-hmm. And so, he's like, why wouldn't you do it yourself? And I'm like, because I only have so much time. And I, I really feel like I know my limits. I don't want to get hurt. Yeah. You know? And so, he's like, well, you have to have more to offer than just a sunny disposition. And he didn't mean it in a... Tra- like a negative connotation a, kind of way. He didn't yeah. mean it like, like some f- swapping favors kind of way. He meant it like well, you have to be something more than just a sweet person for me to want to work with you. Mm. And I thought, okay, okay, then I'll just do it by myself. And then me and the boys started doing it. And um, I have made friends with other people that are on, they're on the up and up. And like God put the right people, some Christian beekeepers in my life. That's awesome. And like Russell from Kona Ice. Yep. We go to Bible college together. I called him Saturday. I was like, Daniel can't be. It's his weekend, birthday. 
He's out of town. Steven's got to work this weekend. Do you want to go do a bee removal with me? Because <laughs> he gets the free bees, you know, and he loves doing bee removals too. Yep. So um, God really provided. And um, I'll say, like, <clears throat> sometimes I wish I had more when I see my friends' friends' houses and their lifestyles and stuff. But um, we... There's a verse that says that godliness with contentment is great gain in First Timothy six six through seven and be content in all circumstances and like that's something that we all have to work on and like you have to appreciate the blessings that you have because um, God puts you where you are for a reason mm-hmm. and um, God really has helped and brought us through a lot and brought the right people in our lives at the right time and I think we've been in people's lives at the right time too. And I'm grateful. I mean, you know, just to, you know, kind of uh, sum it up, you know, I mean, if it wasn't for God using Stephen, we wouldn't be sitting here talking like we are right now. True. Because so, he helped. Like, I think he, you met at class. We, and then yeah, he we met in to... class. And then uh, what was really, what stood out was when it was like the Halloween nights, 2021, you know, we were dressed up as the office characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he just started talking about his faith and it blew my mind because I'd never seen it before mm-hmm. from another kid. And so then, then, then everything else just happened and fell into place. Yep. Easter egg hunt. Yep. Get saved. Mm-hmm. Like, getting community service hours at church, then end up getting saved, like, the next week. Mm-hmm. And then get baptized. Yep. Yeah. Saved and then baptized. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we're all, I mean, it's great. And you, you and Stephen have kept each other accountable about mm-hmm. other stuff that, you know. And I have something for you. Yeah. So, this is. Oh, my gosh. Look, look. Freedom, one nation under God, the faith. Thank you so much. You're welcome. I know you guys can't see it, but it is a journal, and it's a, another Bible case, which I thank you so much you're for. You're welcome. And I thank you so much for your time, because I know you. this takes a bit. And I know that you were nervous, but I hope I made it easy on you. You did. Um, I'm sorry. It, I was no, so anxious. No, you're good. But okay. I thank you so much for your time, and I can't wait for to see what the, um, the Lord's going to do with this. Well, thank you. Yep. And with that, another episode of the Young Minds Podcast comes to a close. Always remember, you are never alone, and faith is action. So let's get out there.